Hello. Hello. Good morning. How are you? Fine. Good. How are you? Oh, I'm fine. Fine. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying some new things. It might sound different. Well, what's the, your, your level is a little lower than before, but that's... Lower than before? No, no, no. That's part of the thing. Thank you. Okay. Not right. bad. It's not much. I mean... Is I'm, this is this better? Yes. Now, now I'm speaking. I am speaking. Is that better? Yes. Okay, I'm trying... Thank you very much. I'm trying some new things. What are you doing? Oh... You can't you really bring it up know? and not talk. You've got to talk. Is that the, is that how that works? That God, is the I'm rule. Not. I say oh, the same thing. Right. My you know my kids say, "Oh, Dad, I want to tell you something." What was that? Oh, never mind. No, now you've got to tell me. Well, that's because he's a child. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, because you know the problem with that. I want to address your question, All but, right. but the problem with that is sometimes mm, when one reaches a certain age, one's brain has little. Little little bursts, and, and you think something, and you go, well, that's a dumb thing to think. That's not a thing. Yeah. And you say, and so I'll start to yell at my daughter, hey! And she'll, and she'll go, what? And I'll go like, oh, never mind. And she thinks it's about candy. She always thinks it's about candy mm. or something. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just like, no, I, I made some kind of grave mental error in my thinking, and then my mouth made a noise, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm asking to have it uh, struck from the record. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, I'll, I accept that. I can strike it. No, 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 no. That was answering your second question. Oh. It's always two things with you. Um, that's that's <laughs> one. And then the other one is, well, I'm trying to I'm trying to have more light in this dungeon-like private office that I have here yeah. at the Foot of Coit Tower in San Francisco. And so I, I have my usual slightly sound damp, slightly sound damp. Oh, I sound sibilant. Slightly sound dampening curtain is open to allow light in. So the train might be loud today. Also, we have a new train that goes by and it's it's loud in a different way. The main thing is I changed some... This is really interesting. I changed the settings on my USB Pre 2 based on advice from people. You're still using that thing. Yeah. Still kicking. (laughs) It's nice. I got something way better for you when you want it. Well, I have a lot of... I have many retired... No, you will never retire the one that I recommend. Well, this one was costly. This is even more costly. Okay. Well, I changed my dip switches. (laughs) Great. Good. Somebody sent me some photos. I said, how do I, how even do I set up this thing? What's the proper way to do this? What did you my... change? What changes did you make? How is it different? I'll send you a photo. Right. With my dip switches. I changed my dip switches based on uh, factors. Well, I am, I am currently. Do I sound any different? Yeah. Like how? You don't like it? No, I don't like it. Uh, you sound thinner and less, uh, like a lot of the, the low end is gone. Oh, interesting. And okay. Do you I can change sound it back. Clearer if okay. that matters, but I mean, I'm very particular in how I like your voice to sound. Okay, I can switch it back. I took photos before and after. It's no, part I of my process. Just, we I like change. Change I is good. Got this nice microphone and it should sound nice. I think I need more compression. I want to sound like John Dickerson. Well, my the only thing that I recommend anymore. There's only one device I recommend. It is the uh, Universal Audio Arrow. And this thing is for for most podcasters. This is more than you'll need. But you're gonna Marco me. You're gonna make me go buy something costly. I think oh, you look need how pretty this. this is. It's, it, this is what I have on my desk. I was able to. Well, back in the back in the old days, I had. You remember when I used to do shows where there were seventy or eighty people talking at one time, at least. And I had. Oh, um, look at this thing. Yeah, and I had. I'll put it in the show notes. And it's I had. Like it's designed by Elizabeth Holmes. It's beautiful. <laughs> And I will take my blood prick. Wow. Hmm. Um, and so I, as foretold by the prophecy on the scroll. 
I, 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 I used to have a DBX for every different channel and that would took up tons of space. So I consolidated to universal audio Apollo, which had everything. And it spoiled me because it was so good. The preamps on it are so good. And the, um, and so I, but I want, I, I wasn't using any of the functionality of that at all. And it was mm. big and it took up all kinds of space. And so I started researching other solutions and I talked to a bunch of people and, uh, and I decided this was the thing that I wanted to try. And so for people who aren't uh, following along at home with the pictures, it's a little, um, it does not look, it looks like a beautiful, like German designed home appliance. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's a good way to describe it. Is it all controlled through software? Yeah, I mean, there there are a few buttons mm-hmm. and knobs, uh, but everything else is software. And what's nice about it is it is uh, USB-C, so it mm-hmm. plugs right into your newer Apple computer. AKA you, Thunderbolt? Uh, yes, it is Thunderbolt with the USB-C uh, style interface on it. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sure you could adapt that, but it's bus-powered, so mm-hmm. you don't need... Um, you don't need to separate power cable, but it does need a Thunderbolt three cable, which is that's what I've got on my Mac. I don't have USB. See, I don't know if I have USB C. I have Thunderbolt on my. You Mac. might be able to adapt it. I don't. I can't speak to that. But if uh, this is a very new kind of a thing, and what I love about it, it's not that costly. It's less it's, than the USB pre. Yes, uh, but what I love about it is that the different you can do so much with it. Um, all the the DSPs that are available for it, the um, so let me let me actually launch and I'll tell can you. Can you do the two one. inputs on this? Yes, it has two, only two, mm. um, but you can do two. And so what I'm using right now, like the preamp that I use, is um, is an API Vision preamp that they have completely modeled. And I'll I'm going to send you a screenshot of like the interface for this because the way they design these interfaces, it looks exactly like the real thing in every detail. Like so, you're like you're uh, interacting with a hardware device. Exactly, and mm. so the the main interface looks like a mixer, and then you can you can add whatever whatever uh, like preamps or whatever else you want. The particular one I sent you is a preamp that also has like a built-in compressor and limiter and EQ. And then I also have a DS power tools for audio (laughs) Christmas. And here I'm going to send you a picture of the DS or that I have in there, but all this is in line. So what Mm. that means is I don't need to do any post really any post-processing. It does it live. It does it in does line. Does this come with it? Uh, different ones do. This one I mm. think might, but some of them do cost extra depending oh on, on what you want. I feel want. like I need to hire someone. Oh my God. Uh, you got you got me and you got Marcus who's just, he's <sighs> literally sitting there waiting for you to call him. I Yeah, I was on Slack today getting advice about how to do proper, whoa, cool. These are awesome. Yeah. About how to do proper uh, audio hijack. I don't, I got to start. I got there right, from, from Jason Snell's the audio hijack master. I think he was included in the thread. Yeah. I, I need to record. This is, I'm so sorry, you guys. I need to record. Actually, <laughs> it doesn't matter. My pal Max is uh, going to be in town. I'm going to record here at the office. And the last time I tried that, it was a disaster um, because I'm trying to use call recorder. Yeah. And cause you know, I, it's always me. I've in t- on two occasions ever have I recorded two people once with John Roderick and once with Max and um, when he's here once before, but I want to, I want to get street legal with this stuff. You know, the proper yeah. way to do this stuff. Yeah. But, oh man, this looks really well, audio Audio hijack is, is what I've been using for a while to record all everything that I do 
Uh, and it, it you really got like a separate op, probably like a Mac mini for that, right? No, no, just doing it on the, on the one oh. computer. I've consolidated everything. I used to have like a, a tons and tons of equipment. Now my entire setup, I'll send you a picture is the arrow and my MacBook pro. And that's it. That's I do a hundred percent of everything on that now. All right. I'll look into this. There's and I can my change back my dip pro. switches. I don't want, I don't want, oh, oh, it's got guitar amp emulations. I could sound like a Marshall. <laughs> bow, bow, now, now. Does that sound I, like a Marshall? That did. Yeah, it has a little plug in the front. You can plug your guitar into it. No, 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 no. What is that? It's like a, it's like a nine with an added 13th. Those are terrific chords. Um, all right. I'm looking at the Universal Audio Aero Portable Studio Recorder Gray. It looks like the one you sent me. Yeah. I, I'm so confused. Oh, my God. You keep sending me things. Look at that. Oh, you got stickers. Oh, I don't see you being a sticker guy. That's interesting. Uh, certain stickers I'm, I'm all right stickers. with. Mm-hmm. I um was going to say what? Um, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. I'm, I'm just really, really confused. We'll with circle all back to it. And that'll run on an iMac? That seems like a lot of money. I don't know. I'm not telling you to get anything. I'm saying that no. this is out there if you well, want to sound good. That's my wish list. That's where I put all the things I can't afford. All right, add it to my wish list. Someone will um, get it for you. Hmm. Yeah. Um. I should do that. So yeah. So I sound thinner. I, I want to sound full. Yeah. I want to sound compressed. I should get. I, see, I had. You know what? No one cares. I'm so sorry, everybody. Let's start the show. But do, all right. Mm. I got a hangnail. I don't have a hangnail. I have a hang crevice. You ever get a hang crevice? Is that where you've removed the nail and things are have gone south after? Oh, when you expose the nail bed? No, no, no. It's it's like a hang nail, except I'll send you a photo. It's it's basically on my right index finger, I have an ha- a hang nail like notch at the at the southwest position. Okay. I was kind of keeping you never had this when you get like a little crevice? I probably yeah, don't need enough I limes. Think I might, you, I might you think have, scurvy. You have scurvy? Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I might have I might have scurvy or dropsy. I'm not sure what I've got. I might dropsy is what fish get. Fish get dropsy. Yeah. Now is that is that betanked fish? Yes. Huh. That's where they they swell up and their yeah. scales puff out. Oh no. Yeah. It's um. Do you have to put any kind of like a soothing lotion on them, like I a fish think lotion? In my own personal experience, when they get dropsy, that's it for them. There, it's the oh, end. Oh no, it's yeah. a death sentence for that's fish. That's the way I I think oh, because wow. dropsy itself isn't a condition. Oh, it it's, is it's a result a symptom of <gasps> something really bad. It could I'm, be some kind of internal parasite that the fish has. It could be something else, but I'm, I'm surrounded by external parasites. It's the worst. <laughs> I've never gotten a fish back to health from dropsy. Oh, Once it's there, Christmas. it's like, ugh. and you, you, at that point, it's better to sort of put them out of their misery, freeze them sure. or, or whack put them in the whatever. toilet. Well, I don't do that because then what they do, you do. You give them a proper Christian burial. No offense. I well, I wouldn't know how to do that, but I would. I oh. put them. You gotta get a. You gotta get a bishop. You gotta, fish, you gotta get a fish bishop. You get yeah. a fish bishop. Fish bishop. A fish bishop shows up and gives you a dropsy, uh, a Christian dropsy funeral. Fish bishop. Fish bishop. Capture that. Dot com. Um. So anyway, I do have that. Otherwise, I have to tell you, it's a pretty optimistic day. Um, what was I going to say? My, my brain is a pudding today. I don't know why. Yeah. It's better at a decent hour. I don't know what's going on. Um, uh, okay. I'm closing that tab. Do you need to, do you need to lay down or? I might need to lay down. Um, let's see. Go on command. Maybe it's the light, the light coming in your office. You're not used to it. I've added, I've added some auxiliary lamps. Here's me. I don't like an overhead light. Never liked an overhead no, light. No, that's the worst. Instead, I have one, two, three, four, five, six 
remote lamps. I'm like Dave the marketing guy. I'm like one light short, one lamp <laughs> short of being Dave the marketing guy. He had a lot of lamps? Hey, how's Captain Merlin doing today? Ah, I gotta tell you, I'm gonna get more chicken bites on my bus driver. Captain <laughs> <laughs> Merlin, Marlon, 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 how am I gonna get more fonts on my desktop? I need more jokes about Dave. That's really, now that's an old school callback. Didn't you say he, he did. passed he had away? Lamps. He, had lamp. he had lamps. He had seven lamps. Did yeah. you say he passed away? Oh my God. I have no way of knowing. What have you heard? Well, no, I could have sworn you said he passed away because I thought I had asked if you'd ever followed up with him or tried to oh, see if I, you, you might still have asked kicking. that and I might have answered and I don't remember. You know who died today is Hal Blaine. Uh, the I don't... great studio drummer, the great LA drummer that played on so many of the wonderful hits. Oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The beat, the beat you'll know is, um, that everybody knows is the beginning of be my baby. You know that? Yeah. That was him. That was him. So Hal Blaine, lots of good, lots of good interviews. He was in the, what do they call it? The wrecking crew. He was in the gold star studios, Phil Spector that I remember. I can remember the name of the studio where Phil Spector recorded. I don't remember if Dave's dead. Mm. Is Dave dead? Is Dave not dead? Dave, the marketing guy. He made $42,000 a year. It was sickening to me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> anyway, it was a different time. Yeah. You ready to start the show? Yeah, let's do it. I got to change my dip switches. I got to mm, I got to change my dip switches. My goodness, what a mess. Um, I want to um uh, the thing I want to promote is um next Thursday, Thursday after next, uh, March 21st, come on out to the Ungainly X-Men meetup, please, at Two Cats Comics 320 West Portal Avenue. We can talk about comics, we can hang out. Um, as I mentioned last time, this is, uh, this will be the last one of these that we have because two cats is going to be closing. But if you get a chance and you're in the city, please come on out. Um, you can go to merlinm.com slash meetup and it'll tell you stuff like how to get there on Muni. Uh, it's best not to drive there cause there's not that much parking, but come and hang out and then we go and get a drink after and we can talk about two cats comics. It's your last chance. That's, That's it. After that. that, you're, you're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a bummer. Yeah, it is. It is. A lot of people have been talking about going in and getting some bargains and stuff, but that's not a happy bargain. Mm. You know? Yeah. It's probably a German word for that. It's probably a German word for well, German words. A- German words are just combinations of other words. They that's don't amazing. have any, they have like eight base words. And yes. then every other word they have is a co- different combination of those eight words. Yeah. They have eight different so, words for me. So like so if I'm- you, if you wanted to say like mouse, like they don't have a word for mouse, no. their word for mouse is like, they have the word small and they have right. the word thing and they have the word run. So Kleine it's a small Kleine, thing. Kleine, there'll be a Kleine mouse running. Kleine mouse. That's how they, now they have a word mm-hmm. for mouse. Mm-hmm. I'm a Kleine mouse. Mm-hmm. Romance Mo- language. Start joke. That's lost on everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Including me. <laughs> oh, you know that from, uh, from Amadeus. It's his, it's his famous tune. I don't think it's my favorite. My favorite is this one. Oh yeah. Would you like me to sing more Mozart? Yes. They say that if you listen to classical music uh-huh. yes. while you are uh, coding or writing or working, that you get smarter. That's, I think that might be some baby Einstein level insight. Yeah. I'm not sure it's true. I mean, yeah. if it helps you, you should do it. But I don't know if the science people, I don't know. I okay. don't, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I can do bizet. I can do a little bizet for you because I learned that, I learned bizet from uh, Gilligan's Island. Neither a borrower nor a lender be. <laughs> Do not forget. <laughs> yeah. Stay out of debt. I like this. Think 
advice and take this good advice from me. <laughs> Guard that old solvency. I see now if I were to sing the actual opening song or the song from Carmen, mm. that's not the opening song. The opening song from Carmen is the Bad News Bears song. Oh, really? That's cuts from Carmen by Bizet. Don't you hate um, when you think that it's like a really cool TV theme and you find out it's just some crappy, you know, classical com composition? I've had that. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I was going to say I watched uh, the first third of Aquaman and that kind of made me want to get a fish. I can tell you anything you want to know about fish. I had fish for many, many, many years. I watched some of Aquaman and I, I think, I think my expectations were so low that, you know, I, I kind of enjoyed it. And then my daughter watched the whole thing on a sleepover and she said, eh, she went back to Zelda. I thought, I um, thought Aquaman was entertaining. I thought I, it was rollicking fun. Yeah, I think they're having fun. I mean, if this is the turn away from like sad, dark yeah, DC. Yeah, I'll take it. Not even dark as in theme, but dark as in I can't see anything. Why is everybody why, hitting each other? Or people are wearing like car bumpers and hitting each other. No, thank you. Hard pass. Yeah. There's have you that. seen Have you seen the new Captain Marvel? Not yet. I'm looking forward to that though. What? When did are you, you? going to see it? Yeah, I did. I don't know. I was like sold out and stuff. And yeah, my kid's not as into going to the movies as she used to be. So, but we're gonna. I mean, I want to see it. That's because um, you don't go to the Alamo because of that bad experience that understandably put you off uh, from it. My bad experience, the one where I was in the bathroom when Star Wars started. <laughs> I thought you, you wanted water and they wouldn't bring you water and you said two, oh, you put two cards and they didn't. That, oh, that's, that's, wow, you got a good, you got a good memory. Nah, the worst was when we went to see, so what have we seen there? We've seen, um, the, uh, not Rogue One, but the other one, the one before that. The better one. With the late, with the lady. I like yeah. that movie. I like them both, but the one with the lady with the stick and the helmet. Well, we it's, it's called a lightsaber. Okay, it's but it's like it's a fighting stick. It's yeah, like a, it's I mean like you fight with stick. them. It's <laughs> gaffy stick is what the Tuscan Raiders fight with, and I hate that I know that. Um, so I was in the bathroom when the bomb came up, and I'm still living that down. <laughs> so there was that, and we saw Black Panther there, and yeah. then my uh, my daughter and I saw um, Spider Verse in one of the smaller theaters there. And it was do you, great. Do you eat when you're at the Alamo? What don't I eat? Well, I'm, have you ever tried their gummy bears? Uh, the I don't best. know if I have. I, I usually get, my, my daughter gets a little pizza and um, we get popcorn and mm -hmm. I usually have some kind of a sandwich or wings. <laughs> nice. Well, the wings there are very good. They also, their, their chips and queso uh, here is good. I love a queso. Love a queso. But mm. they have also one of the things I don't think they, they publicize enough is that they oh, also. Is it, is it like have, one of those uh, power menus? No, it's right there on the regular menu under the oh. movie snack movie snack section. Mm -hmm. And What's that? they have gummy bears. Gummy, and I love a gummy bear. This is the thing. I'm used if to. You're going to cheat. Have a gummy bear. That's a good bear. Yeah. I'm used to the regular sized gummy bears that sure. are just the regular bears. These are bear cubs. Oh, they're like mini bears? They're mini gummy bears in lots so of different like a flavors. Fistful of them? They bring them out, and I hope this isn't as you as you would say ping pong, mm -hmm. but they bring them out in a Chinese food oh. container. Oh, that's adorable! Like I a takeout. They say they're wearing a. <laughs> Never mind. Um, one of those hats. They're not wearing one of those coolie hats. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, right. That's how they deliver the uh, the gummy bears. No, they they, they bring them out. They make railroad real good. <laughs> in a little Chinese food like takeout container with the little metal handle on it. And it's filled yes, yes. to the top with these mini. And I, I looked at this. I'm like, this is like four bags worth of gummy bears in one little container. 
And That's so my bargain, we, we barely ate half. We didn't even eat half. I was sharing with like four people. We barely ate half. And then, uh, my, so of course we brought it home and yesterday after school, my son is taking, taking them out and categorizing. He's saying, you know, dad, I'm looking at this. He's like, I've come to a conclusion here. I said, what? He said, there's four different kinds of, of lemon gummy bears in here. Oh my goodness! What? I don't know. I don't think they're Aren't all lemon. The I think they're just flavor yellow. Just tangy? Or don't you? Th- no, they there's way there's flavors? way more flavors. I don't. I think I don't think I ate the same flavor twice out of this box. Oh my God, this sounds like something from Doctor Who. This you is gotta fascinating. Go, you got to go to get this. I hope I'm gonna they get the have gummy bears. I'm going to do it. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to do that. But I would. I, I mean, know. I enjoyed Captain Marvel. I thought it was. You know. Yeah. All, all of the Marvel movies are outstanding in my opinion, and this would be in the middle. Of the pack. Like a Guardians 2? Yeah, like a Guardians 2, where I would put Black Panther at the very, very top. Uh, be, I just so enjoyed that I'm not going to see anything like that for a while. Yeah. That special. Yeah. And maybe at the bottom would be like Iron Man 3. Thor so 2. This, this comes in in the, in, the, in the middle. I did not like Iron Man 3. No. It had its moments, but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, the Marvel movies. But the effects were great. The story was great. Um... Brie Larson did great. I love her. I have no, I mean, I didn't have any complaints about it. What, uh, one complaint that, that I don't think this is a spoiler, um, mm-hmm. but that I'm not even going to say it. I'm not even going to okay, say good. it. Okay, good, good, good. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll see it if I can. I get so much homework for John Syracuse, I, I, from John Syracuse, I hardly have time to do anything. Um, is your, I your girl interested see in seeing it at all? Yes. Yeah? Yes. I mean, we enjoy going to those movies. Um, for sure. Uh, I was going to make a child remark, but I'll skip that. Uh, I'll just say this. I think it's our kids are roughly the same age. Mm-hmm. You're, you're a young man and my young woman. And I, I don't know if you get this, but it's so, when you mentioned the gummy bears, it's such an interesting time because she's like, for, for example, like she's been into printing out paper craft things and making them for a while. We got her this subscription like craft kit every month. Like it's a different craft every month that you make. And she loves stuff like that. She suddenly awesome. loves puzzles. It's just such an interesting age because at around 11 or so, kids are so interested in doing little things with their hands, mm-hmm. like making things, organizing things. Like she's very into like organizing her desk, like a very specific way. Oh, yeah. The rest of her life is just like a, a, a <laughs> volcanic eruption, but she can't do anything. Don't, don't put the Apple pencil on my desk. It's not where it goes. And uh, I wonder if you get that with your son. Do you get that interest in like doing, like getting some focus, doing like fine hand things? No, none, none at all. Uh, my little girl, yes, a hundred percent. But my son, no, he's all, all about video games. It's all games all the time. Okay. He watching videos about games, sure, playing sure. games, doing the two Is he screen. Into Fortnite? Uh, no, because have you permitted him to get into Fortnite? It, it is no, forbidden in my house. No, just for what it's he, worth. he he. I have somehow successfully convinced him that Fortnite sucks. Oh, it's everywhere now. It's and, everywhere. And so, you know, it's like all it's like all the boys talk about. I know, school. and I hate. Yeah. There's a new one called Apex Legends that I I think is better, but I can't play it because it's only on the PlayStation, and I have a computer and a Xbox. Switch. Oh, I see. Okay, uh, Xbox Two, I think, mm-hmm. but not. Every platform she plays, she except played, listen, these days, she does Minecraft on the iPad and Zelda on the Switch. Yeah, and she has like theme days. She told me the other day because I don't, I don't know anything hardly. I know enough to, I know enough to make her angry about Zelda. <laughs> Twice a week, I'll remind her that that the boy's little, little boy's name is Zelda, and she gets really mad. Um, <laughs> the little but, boy. 
<laughs> yeah. He doesn't even have any friends, really. All his no. friends are NPCs. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but no, she'll have theme days. She'll like have a day where she just cooks all day. She'll have another day where she adventures around and like, you know, tries to like level up her sword or whatever the hell you do. Yeah. And then she's got the amiibos, the give, amiibos, is that what it's called? Yes. Emojis. Amiibos. She's got the emojis amiibos. that let her get special things. Yes. But like, uh, and so when anyways. you, when you use the amiibo, you hold it up to your controller and in yeah, like Zelda, once a day you get a special power or something. Well, in Zelda, you can, um, you can use the amiibo and it will drop a chest down. And when you open the chest, it will have okay. something in it. Or in other cases, sometimes it, it will drop, um, different kinds of food or items that you can okay, want depending on the amiibo. She's, she's got three amiibos. I think she's got uh, captain Archer bow. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got princess cheesecake. And uh, I don't even know what they are. She's got one. She's got one with a, with a, and they're like, they're famous epics, super rares or something. I don't know. Am I talking about Pokemon? What no, am I talking about? I don't know. When I get home, I'll send a picture for you to show her of what my, the Amiibos my son has. See if okay. she. Okay. All right. Uh, enough about are. that. Uh, okay. So we got to, we got to move on here. Mm. Um, it is, oh my God, we're 25 minutes in. Yeah. Um, why don't you tell me about something you like? I will tell you all about a little, a little company Mm-hmm. Called a LinkedIn Talent Solutions. Well, technically, Talent Solutions. This is a this is a, a fun and interesting way for you to uh, for you to hire people. When it comes Hiring's down, hard. Dan, hiring is hard. Hiring is so hard. It's difficult. Uh, finding the right person is a challenge, and so there's lots of job boards around. You know, there's lots and lots of job boards. So. If you want to hire someone, here's what you need to do. You need to go to every single job board and you need to pay them all and you need to post on all of them. And then you need to keep track of every single one of those. And, uh, and, and some of those send you emails. Most of them send you many emails. Some of them you have to just check in every couple hours. And that's, that's the old way. Anyway, the new way is to use LinkedIn jobs because they make it so easy to get matched with quality candidates who make the most sense for the role. And you know what? People are already on LinkedIn. That's the thing. It's not like people have to go to it separately. They're already there. People are making connections. They're already logging in. They're reading the articles that are there. They're making connections with people that they met at the, you know, the latest um, Rails meetup or whatever. So they're already there. Why not go to the the place? They're already there. People are already on LinkedIn. They're already there. They're waiting for you to come and take it. Are you man enough to take it? Mm -hmm. They go there every day. And LinkedIn jobs... They match the matches you're are saying, based. You're these are the Glengarry leads. That's there. The, these are the uh-huh. these are the, the gold what? leads. You do not get them, but you get them at LinkedIn. You are wanting. <laughs> they they listen. Here's how it works. The okay. matches that they do they're based on skills and background, but also and this is the cool part because when you're at LinkedIn, like you fill out your profile, so you're filling in things like interests and activities and passions. LinkedIn jobs doesn't just match on the skills and your, your background, but also on these interests and activities that you've put in there. So if you're passionate about, or if your hobby is X, they're going to not just find you a job that matches your system administration skill set, but also maybe that Hmm. connects with that interest that you put down. It's pretty cool. And so this matching, it lets you quickly get a group of the most relevant qualified candidates that are out there for your role. And you can focus on the candidates that you want to spend time talking to and make the kind of hire that you, you really need to, to, to make. And you're not going to waste your time. And, um, and customers are rating LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires. So they have a special URL. It's linkedin.com slash back to work. 
And if you go there, you will get 50 bucks off your first job post. That's linkedin.com slash back to work. And we thank them for their support of this program, Merlin Mann. Thanks, LinkedIn. Buck, buck. I'm looking through my bullets here. Bullets. Bullets. Bu- bullet points. Bullets. I just wanted to say thank you. Uh, I got a few little odds and sods here. Um, we do have a we do have a very interesting question from a listener that I'd like to um, address, but we have uh, bandwidth for whatever you want to talk about. Um, can I do some sods? Yes. Um, I just want to say thank you for the nice feedback about power puttering. I had this very strange, not a rant. What would you call what I did last week? Like kind of just, uh, I don't know, like a synaptic meltdown. That was great. Um, just talk, talking about uh, power puttering. And, and it's, it's really just, you know, it's a form of just doing stuff around the house that seems meaningful to me. And I got some nice responses from people. Um, I'm sure the Netflix Marie Kondo uh, series has had an impact on people. I got some nice, you know, some images and some posts of people who decided to power putter and they found it useful. I just wanted to say thank you. Uh, for telling us that. I love all, I love it. it. I love the, the pictures peop, some people have sent. There's one, one guy sent a picture of his col- <laughs> Amazon boxes. Amazon boxes and he's, <laughs> yes. I actually did some of it this weekend too. I felt inspired and uh, went out into the garage and took care of some things. You know what? You know, I'll just one little bit of extra uh, Merlin sauce on this. Um, it, yeah, it's, you know, so, so yes, thank you. Thank you for the, the toots and the emails about that. It doesn't, you know, not a huge amount of response, but we're not a popular show. We're, we're a quality show. We're going for quality. Uh-huh. And we've got some very quality responses. The, the thing that's, um, boy, this is such a thing for me. Um, there's so many things where, things I believe in, things that I say, things I've discovered at length in life. Um, everybody has this stuff where like, it seems really obvious, but you don't do it. I mean, how much of this show in the past 13 years has really just been about stuff that seems obvious, but you don't do? And that could be, I'm like going back to the 43 folders days, back when we had the web, um, you could have stuff like, you know, well, you think you remember everything, you don't write anything down. You think, you think you know what it is that you like to do in life, but you haven't taken time to really articulate what it takes to get there. Right. Or in a case like this, um, because procrastination is an issue for folks like me, um, there are things that seem very obvious and you're not doing them and you're putting off getting started on it because it seems both, it might seem both unnecessary and overly Baroque in order to do what you need to do. It's a Rococo experience to go and clean out your garage, mm-hmm. but that's the joy of the power puttering. And I, I, I don't mean to sell past the clothes on this, but if you're somebody who's been wondering why would I do this, the, the core thing about power puttering, it's always two things with me. One is you actually are going to accomplish some things. You may start out with a little list of what I like to call mosquito tasks, like little things you just need to do around the house, dumb things, sharpen uh-huh. pencil, uh-huh. change the you know garbage liner, whatever that stuff is. But the beauty part about power puttering is your state of mind is that I'm going to do the things I need to do, but my mind is also open to what I notice along the way. And so I say that because it's difficult to imagine why this dumb advice is useful unless you try it. And if you do try it and your mind is open, you may discover a lot of little, <laughs> something my wife and I started doing about a decade ago is what we called the Tiny Life Improvement Project. And the Tiny Life Improvement <laughs> Project is <clears throat> you don't even articulate a thing, <clears throat> pardon me, that you didn't realize was bugging you for a long time. Like we somehow have accumulated different kinds of bowls for food and the bowls are nested and they're hard to do. And without being annoying enough to really make me go grr. I finally said to my wife the other day, you know what? It's crazy that we have all these different bowls. Why don't we consolidate to one kind of bowl? Tiny life improvements, little stuff like grabbing that can of WD-40 and, and squirting everything that squeaks. That's actually a really good example of power puttering. If you get out, the, if you get out that rusty ass can of WD-40 to finally go fix one freaking hinge in your house, 
Just do that one thing. Bring some paper towels because it does drip. You do that. And guess what? All of a sudden, that door doesn't squeak anymore. Well, let's go into the mindset now. You just got happy because you finally fixed something stupid in your life that you've been living with for months or years. But guess what? Now you have a can of WD-40 in your can in your hand. What are you going to do? Well, guess what you can do? You could go and find the other things in your house that need a de-squeaking. You can even use it to, for things like doors that don't close very well. Whatever it is, you could squirt it into your lock and turn the key, and now that will turn easier. That's just with a can of WD-40. Imagine what happened if you, if you applied your entire body and intelligence to discovering things around the house that could be improved. So all I'm trying to say is, uh, I, I sound defensive when I don't need to be. I'm glad people like the idea. But the but the thing that you may not get about this until you try it is that it is the trying it that makes it the thing. When you get going with this, you get started on this. You take that first step into a direction, the procrastination falls away. And then you start discovering you may feel some awkwardness about, boy, I'm a real dingling for having all these boxes all these months. Like, but it can be very freeing and it's an excellent feeling. And I just wanted to say that's a little extra Merlin sauce. And thank you very much to people for contacting us. I like that. I wanted to recommend, um, I don't like to do this too much because I'm not, hopefully not too much of a self-promoter, but there was an anecdote on reconcilable differences uh, recently that I think our listeners would enjoy. And I think you might enjoy too. Yeah. I was asking, you know what? I actually referenced you in this. I was like, I, you know, I said to Syracuse, I was asking Dan, like, are you ready for 2FA for the developer stuff? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm mostly squared away. But that led to him telling an anecdote mm. that I really recommend people listen to. It involves, I don't want to spoil it. You have to go listen to it and just buy the ticket and take the, take the ride. But basically Syracuse is going through a thing where for a variety of reasons, he wants to delete some old Apple IDs. Okay. And he wants to, because this involves stuff like, there's all kinds of, because he's getting ready for WWDC, and which is such a minefield trying to get your ticket. Because if you have the wrong payment method oh, on this idea. yeah, yeah. And it's still a lottery, used, right? They, well, yeah. And like, he didn't, he didn't mention this until several minutes into the anecdote. But part of the thing is, Apple has like double secret rules about like how many payment, how many times you can use a given payment method without triggering the thing where now you just don't get a ticket. So he, as he likes to say, pop the stack and he's going to, from a higher level, he's going to go in and say, I'm going to go get rid of some of these Apple IDs. And I'm just going to say, I would suggest folks go and listen to this. It was funny and harrowing because it involves calling first level support after you've gotten an email about an ID that's supposed to be deleted that you didn't know was going to be deleted mm -hmm. and not knowing whether you have the right emergency code to stop it from happening. And it's very funny. I just recommend it to our listeners. Uh, if you like the the kind of stuff Dan and I talk about, uh, it's in show notes, uh, both as the, um, you know, canonical homepage, but also as an overcast timestamp. So you can go and just jump straight to John's uh, anecdote. Because that's the, you know what, it, you know, Dan, it's like doing anything with PayPal where you're like, I just don't want to change anything. You know, like Cindy no, Brady said know. about Greg's car, the rust is all that's holding it together. You feel like, oh my God, if I change anything about this, the entire Jenga pile is going to come down. And if you, if you accidentally, like when you start messing with Apple ID stuff, ah, oh, I don't even want to think ID about it. It's terrifying. Plus 2FA. Have you ever gone to the Apple ID like site? I think it's called appleid.apple.com. Oh my God, it's the worst. I don't know if it's gotten better, but the last time I used this, yeah, appleid.apple.com. And that's where you're supposed to go and do all your Apple ID stuff. And it's not the greatest 
bit of UI Apple um, has ever made, mm. especially about something that's so potentially bad news. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to mention that in passing. Okay. Okay. Um, if you have any recommendations, prepare to make a recommendation because I'm going to make a recommendation. Oh, which is a uh, a podcast I'd like you to check out that I discovered this weekend and really really like. It is. Let me get the. Why am I so bad with names, Dan? I remember some names and not others. I don't names. know. I your memory seems fine to me. It, everything you checks out. My, it's just like my grandmother. God bless her. My late grandmother with the Alzheimer's, where like she can't remember anything that's happened in like the last little while, but she'll remember like the name of her family member that died in the flu. Ah. <laughs> the flu epidemic. Right. <laughs> and like I can remember, I can remember lots of stuff about Hal Blaine and Carol Kay and all the other wrecking crew. <laughs> But I can't remember anything that just happened. Um, I God, there has take. to be a mechanism as to why that happens. And you know about the thing where if you walk through a door, a threshold, you forget things. That's, that's, that's a phenomenon. Yes. That's, that's a legit phenomenon. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and, and so I, I'm sure there, there actually have been studies on this, but if you... Have you done that? Have you ever walked into a room and yes. you don't remember why you're there? Yes. And that is a I, very normal thing. I did that three times thing. this morning. Yeah. Um... So what I wanted to recommend, oh, damn it, what is this guy's name? Tell me your name, person. Stephen West uh, does a podcast called Philosophize This. <laughs> Philosophize This, and it's got an exclamation point. Oh, you, need, sounds to, like you some, need to say it like that. Philosophize This. It's legal. I got to say it that way. Um, and I recommend this podcast. Uh, it's been around for a while, and there's several things that I like about it. So it's a philosophy podcast. He basically explains concepts and especially the people behind the concepts in philosophy and it's roughly chronological mm -hmm. so i mean if you have the wherewithal go back and start from the beginning i did not i jumped straight into the the semiotics and the heidegger and the all the different things but um because it does kind of accumulate as you build on at, like all philosophy stuff it builds on um what you already know what has happened before that's how philosophy works or as hegel says it becomes like uh tripartite you got thesis you got antithesis you got uh, synthesis. Now, I, lear I, I learned that in college, but I relearned that from Philosophize This with Stephen West. So go check it out. It is in show notes as both Overcast and the canonical link. Um, and my recommended starting episode, which is not in order, I recommend the first Michel Foucault episode um, because I never read Foucault in college. Uh, I probably pretended to read Foucault in college, like so many things. Um, but I would say that's a good one to start with if you want to get a flavor. Now, here's the, here's the, here's the, uh, the, what I love about why I love this is that they're like half an hour long and they're totally friendly to people who don't know anything about philosophy. But you know, why, why is this important? Well, yeah. it's, a, it's a good podcast. I was out of other podcasts and so I tried a new podcast. Um, is that, you know, there's so, when you think about stuff like, you know, really the stuff, especially 20th century philosophy, there's so much conceptual stuff that we take for granted today. And it's nice to hear about where it came from. Like everybody uses postmodernism like that, that's a thing. And it's important to explain how we got postmodernism and what we got that led up to postmodernism. It's like learning 20th century painting. You learn so much about how we think about things visually today by understanding where it started. And uh, so I really recommend it. Like I say, they're about half hour long. They're very approachable and they're very bingeable. I recommend the podcast Philosophize This. But bingeable. Bin, bin, binge worthy. Did you have anything you like to recommend things? Do you have I, anything you want to recommend? You know, I, I wasn't prepared. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I should have warned you. But I have a bunch of things that I have recently encountered that uh, cost money that I could talk about if this is yeah, in, right. interesting to people. 
Okay, so let's see where to start. Okay, this is one of these things that's super dumb, but uh, I know that you, you... I'm listening. You have glasses, uh, yeah. but that maybe you don't have glasses. Do you have glasses again? Mm, my glasses are... The arm's broken, but I still wear them when I watch movies. It's very sad. Oh, yeah, that it's is It's on my sad. list. It's in my task paper right now. Get okay. glasses. Okay. It's in there. Well, there... I, I for a long, long, long time, have been struggling with different kinds of glasses cleaners, and... Oh, uh, yes. this is, this is the thing for me, I don't see very well without the glasses on. And because it's, most people are lucky in that. I think they have, you know, they're nearsighted. Most people I think who wear glasses are just nearsighted. They're just which plain one is, old. I'm sorry, Dan, which one is that? That's when you can't see far away. Correct. And far, <sighs> farsighted people who are farsighted are, are completely bonkers. They, they love the work of Gary Larson. That's right. Yes. Far, mm. the far side. And, um, and so they, uh, they're weird. And I, I, I don't know what to say about those people, but for regular people who are nearsighted and then weirdos like me who have an astigmatism, you can't really, you can, you know, like. We're so similar. I have the same thing. I, I can't. I can't function without the glasses because everything's blurry, close up and far away. And um, and so, like, I wear my glasses to work out. I wear them all the time because otherwise, I just can't see anything. So, I needed a good lens cleaner, and I've been searching for a really good lens cleaner for many, 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 many years uh, because I would go back and they all, forth. They all smudge. They all smudge there. And Don't so you think they you they have these little cleaning cloths that you can use that are like a microfiber cleaning microfiber. cloth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those work great. You gotta you gotta clean them or wash them or whatever periodically. But <coughs> I finally found a lens cleaner that I really liked. And it came when I I just I forget how I was exposed to this that was like a freebie, like a little mini squirt bottle of it. And I loved it and I used it all up and then I was like freaking out and I tried to like find the recipe for it and recreate it myself with that, you know, rubbing alcohol and other things. It didn't work. So I finally figured out what it was and I found it on Amazon. It's by the company Zeiss who makes some of the best lenses in the world. They also okay. make a lens cleaner. It is it is more expensive than than I feel like it should be, but it's oh, nice. so good. I'll put it in the show notes. Here's the thing: lens cleaner spray. Yes, it is. Okay. It's in the show notes now. It's Zeiss Lens Care Pack. This comes with two tremendously large bottles: one for work, one for home, and it oh. also comes with two. Uh, of their really nice little uh, cleaning cloths that come with okay. it, microfiber cleaning it to cloths. Cart. And it's it's ten ninety nine. Um, mm -hmm. But that's a lot of cleaner. It's a lot. It lasts forever and ever and ever. And so, just the ultimate skeptic, my wife, I <laughs> uh, I had this thing, and I said, I said, you know, like because periodically my kid will come out and he'll say. My glasses aren't clean. And we all kind of wear glasses except my little girl. Everyone else does. And so my wife used this finally, finally just used it because I think it was like I had left it out in a prominent place so that she would just kind of inevitably one day use it. And I got home and she said, you were right about this lens cleaner. I said, yeah. She said, I'm never using another lens cleaner ever again. This is so much better. Wow. I can't wait. So prepare to pack. be wowed. Another thing I can recommend. Can I, can I, just real quick, can I offer another one? Yes. Like, well, just 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 to to, pivot, to um, piggyback on yours. Yeah. Um, I am a person unlike my daughter. I'm somebody who really doesn't like a gross iOS device screen. Yeah. 
And so I'm always, always with the cleaning Yeah, and I'll, I'll do this. I'll gather them all together and clean them even though nobody asks cause nobody cares. <laughs> um, I don't think this is like the greatest thing in the world, but I've had really good luck with this. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm giving it short shrift. I really like this stuff and what I is recommend it? it. It's called whoosh. 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 It's, uh, it's in show notes. You go to, it's a whoosh award-winning screen cleaner, safe for all screens, smartphones, iPads, eyeglasses, Kindle, LED, LCD, and TVs includes 3.4 ounce bottle plus one premium antimicrobial microfiber cloth. Mm. And it comes with a bottle and a micro thing. And, um, you just do just a little, little bit, a little bit of squirt, not a lot. And, uh, it's worked great for me for the front and back of iOS devices. And I, this is what, until I get your premium products, this is what I have used to clean my glasses. I wanted to mention whoosh. 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 Tech hygiene. Love it. <clears throat> All right. Now the next, next one thing that I got, I don't think this will be very applicable to you, Merlin, because you do mm. not drive very often, but if you're like driving, if you're like me and you drive a lot, um, finding a place to put your stupid phone is, uh, it can be tricky. And so I finally, I tried so many of these stupid holders and grips and arms and a things for phones. And I could never find a good one. Okay. They all had problems. There was one even that was, I think we talked about one that was a cup that you put it in. It was like, a, it fits in your cup holder. Right. And so finally I was, I was buying something at Amazon and this oh, little stupid wow. thing came up. That's cool. And I, I just said, you know what? It's seven bucks. I'll put it in the cart. If I don't like it, I'll just throw it out or send it back or give it to somebody. Uh-huh. It's the TechMat MagGrip Universal Air Vent Magnetic ca- Mount Car Phone Holder with powerful magnetic grip technology, one pack black. You got black. I got the black one. Okay. I, I don't you, need... didn't, you didn't get the blue or the red. You no. got the black, the TechMat Mag, Mag, Tech Mag, Tech, reboot me. Yes. TechMat MagGrip Air Vent Magnetic universal car mount holder for smartphones include okay all right okay, and so okay. it it comes with a, a how do i say this neodymium magnet yeah, yeah, yeah. Ne- uh, neo neodymium uh, so it comes with it those has, are those super as rare earth super strong magnets yeah it don't let them touch each other ever <laughs> have you ever bought these no they arrive at your house with like an eighth of an inch of wood between each magnet. Really? Because you'll never you get them no, apart. No, oh, no, no. I have I have perma-stuck. Oh, no. Rare earth magnets. <laughs> That's so cool. And do you put it in your air conditioning vent? Yes. And I didn't... Oh, yes. And so it, it there's... Um, you push it into the air conditioning vent and it has... Uh, then there's a very, very... I looked at it and I'm like, this isn't going to work. Because first of all, what I didn't want to do was glue something to the back of my phone. So these magnets that they give you, they are very, very, very thin and they fit in between your phone and the back of the case, or if you don't use a case, then you can stick it to your uh, phone. But, but I can't believe this works, but they have a thing that I guess people said, maybe I don't want a rare earth magnet permanently stuck to the back of my phone. So they have a, like one of those like plastic peel off things that you can stick to the back of your phone and then you stick the magnet to that. And so then it's still stuck to your phone, but it doesn't ruin your phone forever. Anyway, so it's not using anything. the The phone's not the mag. The phone. It's not relying on the phone. No, it has to, its okay. own little. Let me see if they it's show got an auxiliary. Uh, yes, and they, okay. You know. So if you go down to the one, two, three, four, fifth picture, it says metal plate adheres to any case. Now, Ooh. is that a metal plate or is it a magnet? I can't tell. But it's very, it works really, really well. Oh, you can put it on the inside. On the inside. Oh, that's nice. That's what sold me on it. 
Okay. So it All doesn't right, have to go on the outside it. of the case. It mm-hmm. goes in between the case and your phone. And then you you put this and it holds on. I've been all through all kinds of bumps and, you know, I I mean, I should take it off-roading to really test it, but... Sure, sure. It, it has never once dropped off of there. And uh, for seven bucks, this is the perfect answer. Now, it does block some of the vent, depending on where you put it. So if, mm-hmm. if you only have a small vent or one vent or something like that, you may this may be wrong for you because it does block some yes. of the vent. But what I've found is that if I put the metal plate at the very top of the case next to where the uh, camera is, and then I put the case on it, it allows me to hook it on with just the very top like quarter of the phone and now it, it's not oh, really blocking you've got an, uh, you've got an easement vent. for 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 air conditioning <laughs> yes yes hmm. so it works that's so cool tech tech mat yeah i got one we were on the road um recently and um we on long story short i got my wife a target <laughs> of all things <clears throat> i got her this really baller charger which uses the air conditioning vent yeah. It's got like little arms on each side to accommodate your phone, but it also plugs in. So it, if you've got an iPhone 10 or 10 S it charges, um, uh, without a cord. Really? You stick it in the thing. Yeah. 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 She's, we got, she's got a 10, I got a 10 S and you stick it in there and it charges while you're driving without having to plug anything in. I think that feels like the future to me. I, I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to plug anything. My in. recommendation is target. Uh, okay. You got another one? I got as many as you want, really. Well, let's see where we are. We're doing okay. Um, we don't need to talk about the Apple event. I'm getting rid of that. Um, oh, what's to talk more. about? Tell me, tell me one more and then tell me about something you like. Okay. Oh, if I can only do one more, which is it going to oh, be? Oh, well, you do as many as you want. No, no, no. I'm just, it's, you know, it's, what it's go time. It's I go time. Small, I bought a small lamp. I bought a pencil sharpener. Uh, replace my scale. Uh, no one's going to want that. All right. Have we talked about the Adalock one piece portable door lock, travel lock, Airbnb lock, school lockdown lock? No. Okay. Um, well, I would like to tell you about the Adalock one piece portable door lock, travel lock, Airbnb lock, okay. school lockdown lock. You can lock your Airbnb with the Adalock. Yes, you can. It's in the show notes now. This okay. is oh, one there of, it is. There it is. This is one of those things that. Oh, look at that. Oh, this is old school. Yes. Oh my God, Dan. This is, this is so great. All right. This is, so, oh my God. This is so beautifully primitive. I was reading some story. lock one piece, portable door lock, travel lock, Airbnb lock, school lockdown lock. Yes. School lockdown lock. Yes. I was reading about how, okay, because I'm, I'm paranoid Mm. Um, I was reading about how we, we're always talking about that easy it is to get into a hotel room when you get even one when of the somebody's cards, in there. You get a you get a housekeeper card, and you got the keys to the kingdom. Yeah, and right, and and also apparently, it even though there's that one lock where you you twist the lock, that apparently is circumventable, and also the little um, the little metal lock piece thing that slides over that's also easy to to pop off of there mm-hmm. so i was reading about that and i thought well what do you what do you do about that and that's when i found mm-hmm. the adlock one piece portable door lock travel lock airbnb lock school lockdown lock and so R- it's hard R- to R- Rashawn enterprises inc <laughs> y- yes that's a pretty name for a girl and so here Dan, it is you gotta describe this i thing. have it this right here beautiful. 
Oh, oh, oh. It sounds like the Adalock One Piece portable door lock. That's, Is that right? You Tra- identified Travelock Airbnb correctly. lock, school lockdown lock? Is that what you got? You need to see the pictures of this because you it's hard to see. It, it to looks describe. like a bottle opener and it, another bottle opener. Yes, it's two bottle openers attached by a chain. One of them has mm-hmm. this thing on it. Listen, listen to this. That is oh, a little I, slider I like thing. But basically, there's a piece that fits in. So when you close a door, there's yes. that little part that that clicks into the... It's called, it's called the bolty thing. The bolty thing mm-hmm. that goes, that's on... So when you turn the, ha- the, the door like knob... When you close the door and it goes click, yeah. that's because the bolty thing went in. Goes click. <laughs> Pull it till it goes <laughs> so, um, so this thing fits in there in between. I'm into in between things today. In between that little bolty thing. It's between and, the door and the strike plate of the bolty thing. Yes. And the bolty thing will go through the hole in the bottle opener to make the first half of this, the silver part, hold fast when the door is closed. Correct. And then the, the second piece is, is, is a plastic piece that that then has a little notch and a sliding piece that press against the edge of the door so that the door is now completely locked down and immobilized. And there's no way someone outside is getting into this at all. No one, no one is getting into this. And like, even if they have the magic key card, even if they have all the other stuff, and obviously this doesn't help you when you're out of your room, but when you're in your room, no one's getting in there. And, uh, and, uh, I think they've, you know, they call it like school lockdown locks because I think in theory you could use this, you know, and it, and it's different from the kind that fit underneath that's like a wedge mm-hmm. because apparently the wedge ones, the door can even be opened a little bit and it doesn't stop the door from opening. This completely stops the door from opening. Oh, that's a good idea. So I expect that they're going to sell a lot of these after this show because you got to have this. You got to have it. That's, yeah, it's in my best stick. Okay. That's cool. Wow, good pick. And now, Dan, oh, you want me to tell you about... Oh, <laughs> Dan? <laughs> yes? Dan? Uh-huh. First of all, let's talk about something important. Where would people find show notes for episode 417 of your Back to Work program? Ah, 5x5.tv slash B is in brothers, 2 is in the number, W is in walrus, slash 41... You said 77, seven, slash 417. 417. Four, Why not? Yeah. We don't even four, need one, a reason. Seven. I would be fine with you using that as a show art. I, I was you, hoping you would say that. You know what I'm talking about, right? I totally do. I'm talking about the Adalock One Piece portable door lock, travel lock, Airbnb lock, school lockdown lock. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh no, a ba- an email just came in. It's dep- due to tech technical what? difficulties. Wonder Pig will not be able to serve today. Oh no. My lunch plans have been ruined. Oh, Wonder my Pig is not coming. For like 3 weeks as of yesterday. Why? Oh, they take vacations, I think. Right, right I have now? no idea how this screws up my workflow. Where are you going to get your beignet? No, my beignet, my my pho. Oh, your pho. They don't serve. I thought they did beignets. You're talking about Nolans. <laughs> the, Nolans. Big e- the Big Easy. They call it the Big Easy. Talking, talking about Nolans, darling. Time to make love. Okay. It's not from SNL. <laughs> it's from uh, the movie with Dennis Quaid in it. Oh, it's called The Big Easy. The Big Easy. <laughs> is that a Michelle Pfeiffer in or is that the Baker Boys? What no, it's not Michelle Pfeiffer. It's uh, Penny Pretty from Buckaroo Banzai. It's not Jeff Bridges. No. It's not Lloyd Bridges. No. Is it Bo Bridges? No, it's Dennis is it Quaid. Bridget, Bridget, Bridget. Big Bridges. easy cast is Bridges, Bridges. Ellen Barkin, a.k.a. Love Penny Pretty. Ellen Barkin. Dennis Quaid, John Goodman, Ned Beatty. 
Ooh, whoa, whoa. Whew, that's some good actors. Um, Dan, please uh, tell me about something that you like. I the, would the, love... Apart from the Adalock at all. Well, I would love to tell you about Squarespace. Squarespace. Oh, geez. Squarespace is a, is a lovely, lovely company that you can do so many things with Squarespace. You... I mean, let's just start out by saying, in 2019, I don't recommend anyone start from scratch to make a website. You, you, it will not be as good as something in Squarespace, and you're going to spend a tremendous amount of time outside of your uh, outside of your element, Donnie. You're going to do something yeah. that is not in your wheelhouse, and that is build a website. Let them. They've done all of the hard work for you. They have beautiful templates. They've got e-commerce built into it. You can customize everything, not just by uploading a logo, but you can really get in there and change every single detail of the website. If there's a sidebar mm -hmm. and you want it bigger or smaller, you can do that. You can change the fonts. You can change the graphics. You can change the layouts. You can change everything. And it's all done with just the, the most amazing drag and drop stuff in the world. If you want to embed a YouTube video, you can do it just drag and dropping pasting links it's it's genius the way that they've done it and uh it's I, you can't say enough good stuff about it but they 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 do everything possible to make it a seamless singular experience like i mentioned they have e-commerce built in they have a logo designer built in they have a way for you to register your domain name with over 200 extensions built in seo built in um I mean, you name it, and they even have 24-7 customer support. So if you have a question or there's something you can't just figure out how to do by clicking and, and, uh, and, and messing around with it, they have really, really great support that really know the product and they can help you. Uh, and you can really, they're, they're there to help you do it yourself, really. And that's the whole thing about Squarespace is they make it possible for you to do everything yourself and then get back to the stuff that you like doing and the stuff that you're really, really good at. So I've had I've had three occasions to do basically newish, not newish, not all newish, but I've had three occasions to dig into Squarespace just in the last week and a half, and uh, it just reminds me like how how easy it is to just say go make this new section, do this. You don't need to go update the header in dot underscore include dot php. You don't have to do any of that stuff. They just do all of it for you, and it's beautiful, and it's such a joy to use. It is a joy to use. They have a special URL for our listeners, squarespace.com slash it's your show. One word, squarespace.com slash it's your show. You get a free trial when you're ready to launch. You use the offer code it's your show and you'll save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. I'm not telling our listeners just to visit squarespace.com slash it's your show because mm -hmm. that will support the show. I'm not saying they should do that, but they can. I'm not saying they should use the it's your show promo code to save 10%, but they yeah. should. They should. Okay. I'm not telling them what to do. Well, they should want to. They should want to support. You the can't show. make somebody want to do the right thing. I guess not. You know? Yeah. You, you can you can lead a horse to Squarespace, but you can't make them make a website. Yeah. Oh yeah. Also, you shouldn't be hanging out with horses. Squarespace.com/slash/it's a show. Go check them out. Thanks, Squarespace. Buck, buck. <clears throat> okay, I have something that I wanted to ask you. I want to just excuse me. Table the motion. Yeah. I'm going to skip the question from a listener because we don't have time today. Listener okay. Sophie, I want to answer your question. It's just it's going to take a little more time, and uh, I won't be able to do it today because I need to change my dip switches. Back to you, Dan. I love the name Sophie. Sophie's a great name. Yeah, because you can be Soph. Soph. I like Soph as a as an. I mean, Alexa, stop. <laughs> Alexa, go home. <laughs> Yeah, tell me about it, buddy. Um, Hopefully, if, if things go well later today, I'll be rolling out the Alexa flash news briefing stuff for Fireside. 
That was a lot of nouns. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, for the oh oh, you make a, do you make a skill? Yeah. So it's well, you, the users still need to like make their own account, but then it's a it's a special oh, no, no, fee. That's normal. That, that's normal. Like, if yeah. Hulu worked for me, it would be the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not mad. Just disappointed. Well, so here's my question for you. And is yes. it? I I have watched the, um, the Leaving Neverland documentary both both mm-hmm. parts start to finish and it's very troubling it's very troubling oh, have you seen it troubling it's yeah 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 um it's um it's it's one of those things you don't want to i wouldn't recommend it because it's fun i would recommend it because i mean i guess secondarily like you learn some stuff about mj but like the the two oh god it's good on so many levels yeah it's just utterly excruciating to see these two guys in their 30s or whatever speak without crying and very candidly about this experience that they have incredibly mixed feelings about. Yeah. And then the Delta of like what they say and what their moms say is wild. And it's like, it's, I don't know if it's journalistically flawless. There's a lot of stuff they kind of left out or like they didn't talk much about the lawsuits and stuff, but like it is quite a piece of flawed as it is. It is quite a piece of work and left me with a lot on my mind. So yes, I me did see, too. I it's, watched it two nights in a row. Yeah. It, it is it is haunting. Um, it is very, you know, it's upsetting. It's very upsetting. I remember in the I guess it was the late late eighties when the accusations and the and the trial happened. Or was that the nineties? Early nineties. Early nineties. Yeah. I think it was ninety or ninety one when they did the when they the amazing thing. I don't know if this was made into the show, but one of the kids, you know, he has is it vitiligo. Yes. It causes distinctive, yes. you know, and basically a kid had <clears throat> described, drawing, yeah. And then it was like months later that they took the photo and it matched. And it's yeah. like, oh God, that kid. You know, if I mean. If you're sensitive to upsetting stuff with kids, I would consider skipping it. The descript, one kid, one guy, the description of the escalation and what happened, the the really down and dirty what happened was incredibly upsetting. Yes, me. Very. I mean, it's, it's, it's not like, Ooh, this is dishy. It was, it was very, very. No, it makes you as a parent makes you rage, start raging. As a human, it just made me like incredibly sad and despondent. And like, it was, it's not like a fun tabloid ride. It's genuinely harrowing. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I, I keep hearing there's people who are saying, Oh, this is some kind of a hit job or this isn't real or the people who are accusing just want money or whatever. But it really does not feel like that to me at all, uh, at all. Well, as a lot of people have mentioned, they talked to, they did a whole episode of this on Slate Culture Gab Fest that I'll put in notes. Yes, Um, please. I would like to hear that. Which gave me a lot to think about. I love that show. Um, but I mean, you know, if they wanted to do a, I mean, you know, everything you do in life is editing and decision-making what, what to leave in, what to leave out as Bob yeah. Seger says. And, um, <laughs> but there's some stuff that like could have bolstered the sort of case that they were making, but they chose to make this about what these two men and their mothers had to say about it with a whole lot of drone shots of Neverland, but, uh, probably too many, but, um, I don't disbelieve the men about no. what they said happened. I really don't. It's just, there's other stuff, especially involving the families. But anyways, um, you were saying you watched this, uh, well, I, four hours of TV. Yes. And I mean, it's like, you're saying like, I recommend it, but not because it's going to be like fun, but because I think it's important. Well, like guys, my age should get like a colon exam, but it's not going to be a great day. Yeah. Like there's a lot to take away from this, both in terms of the storytelling art, but in just in terms of the, what happened part that's gutting. 
Yes. And I think it's important also because, and, and then, you know, now you're left with the thing of like, well, but like my kids really loved thriller, the song and the video at Halloween time. Like, yeah. Can we watch that? Can I still watch that? You know what I mean? Right. Like that you start yeah. questioning those things and I don't know the answer. This has all been part of the, the whole me too thing in a sense, because mm -hmm. you know, like, well, these, these things exist and like, are, are there, there are TV shows and movies and stuff that I'm like, I can't watch or I can't watch without feeling bad about, or is it okay to, to yeah. still enjoy it? I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Are I you think. allowed to like, I want you back. Like one of the greatest songs <laughs> right. of all time. Right. No. Or, or ABC. Like am I allowed when I was a child, when I was six years old, my favorite song was ABC by the Jackson five. Yeah. It's like my, yeah. Well, there's, um, as an adjunct to that slate <clears throat> podcast, which I put in notes, <clears throat> one of their guests was Carl Wilson, uh, not from the beach boys, but Carl Wilson from slate, uh, wrote a very thought provoking article called it's too late to cancel Michael Jackson. And the subhead is nor would that be going far enough, which is a very thought provoking, uh. like, well, what happens when somebody is so far into the bones and pillars of the culture? Like you're, how do you cancel Michael Jackson? Do you stop listening to Justin Timberlake? Like right, do you stop right. listening to the weekend? Like it's, it's not as simple as just saying, well, let's just make this another instance of cancel culture. It's right. much more complicated than that. And so then you I have, you have it like the, like the Simpsons, um, yeah, they are, pulled are, that episode. pulling the episode forever. Lisa. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, like at, <sighs> at some point, I guess you need to say, well, you know, but like, like you're saying like, at, at like the, the, the early Jackson five time, he wasn't doing anything. Maybe, maybe he, things are happening to him, but he wasn't perpetrating anything at that point. So can I listen to, can I listen to that? Or is there a cutoff? I mean, it's like, where do you, know. where do you begin? I mean, do you, Ezra Pound was a fascist. Like, does that mean you don't read the wasteland because he had such a role in the editing and decision-making of the greatest poem of the 20th century? Mm. I don't know. I don't know the answer, but like, it's all, all I am here to say is it's not as simple as just, you know, hit the delete key. Uh, for everything that's that's troubling, because like Carl Wilson says, that's not enough. There's way more to it than just saying we're going to stop playing this on radio stations. That would be a gross oversimplification of how we apply the lessons we've learned from this yeah. about ourselves and our cognition and fan culture and what we think of child uh, celebrities. And it's just this endless pile of like way more questions than answers. And if you walk away from this going simply, well, here's how we deal with the idea of Michael Jackson songs being on the radio. Wow. It's, it's, there's a lot more to it than that. Um, yeah. So what were you going to say? Mm, that was it. I just wanted to get your take on it. Yeah. It was very thought provoking, um, and difficult and, and really also interesting though. Like I had forgotten how bananas Neverland was. I had forgotten about the giraffes and the chimps. Yeah. And then like, mostly I remember the jokes about those things and I, Oh, he's buying the elephant man's bones. Mm -hmm. But like his whole like long career of like, it's really all about the kids and all this stuff. Well, it's really all about the young boys, isn't it? Like that was all so strange. It's yeah. He was a pretty broken individual that helped break a lot of people. Yeah. Mm. Hey, hey. hey, sorry. So, uh, do I have anything funny to end on? <laughs> I don't think I do. Rita, <laughs> da, 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 quote, da, da. quote us, quote us your favorite Ezra Pound uh, poem. You want me to do my TSLA impersonation? Yeah. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the deadland, mixing memory with desire, studying dull roots with spring rain. 
This is very good. Do you have that memorized? Yes. Um, uh, and also, you remember? Remember uh, who was it? Was it the uh, was it the Mailchimp where we wrote the wrote the little thing? Yes. Squarespace was the one about Dan Benjamin, and then that's the 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 song cycle about you. And oh, with my think, with my finger. Yeah, <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> with his purple bangy hand. Yes. Um, I will put into show notes if I can find it. My song based on T.S. Eliot's "The Wasteland." I wrote a pop song based on. The really. Wasteland. Yes, I did it for this show. For this show? <laughs> Which one am I? I've, I've forgotten uh, the, how that song goes. Um, it's I did it all. This I did was it like all, 2015 time period, right? Something like that. Okay. Yeah, I did it all, except for the vocals. I did it all on GarageBand on the iPad. Yes, so I remember samey. that. Yes. The Squarespace one was a little more ambitious. True, um, was a lot more ambitious. That Husker Du song had like 37 tracks on it. <laughs> fake Husker Du. Remember that? I had fake yes. Husker Du. I had fake New Order. I had fake The Smiths. You did a whole a whole <laughs> album, a whole thing. I did an EP. You were very musical at that time. I was. <laughs> Since then, it's been bred out of me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just a hideous freak. Right. Beaten down. I'm just by, trying to get my daughter to put shoes on. Yes. Oh, Jesus, how things change. Hey, uh, well, let's button this up. All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.